A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. In the Gospel of Luke, a multitude of the heavenly hosts were praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. The heavenly host only spoke to the shepherds, but we imagine them singing in Latin. J.R.R. Tolkien begins the Silmarillion with his own retelling of the creation story. In it, God sings the world into existence. The divine note resonates throughout the cosmos, giving it form and eventually calling on creation itself to join in the song. The first line of John's Christmas Day Gospel echoes the first word spoken in the book of Genesis, at the moment of God's creating, God said, Let there be light. And there was light. In the beginning was the Word, John writes. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. We think of the incarnation beginning with the birth of Christ about 2,000 years ago, when the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. But John is hinting that the Incarnation goes back to the very beginning. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. Father Richard Rohr suggests that the first Incarnation was that moment described in Genesis, when God joined in unity with the physical universe and became the light inside of everything. Madeline Lengel gazes up 
to the heavens and imagines a sky full of God's children, each galaxy, each star, each living creature, every particle and subatomic particle of creation, we are all children of the Maker. Born of a woman in the Hebrew gene pool, Jesus of Nazareth was a creature of earth. Like all human beings, Jesus carried within himself the signature of the supernovas and the geology and life history of the earth. The atoms comprising his body once belonged to other creatures. The heavens live in us, with us, as the reality under all things, as part of creation. Jesus brings together heaven and earth, the God who dwells with us. During our pilgrimage to the Holy Land in November, I gave a reflection at the Church of the Our Father on the phrase in the Lord's Prayer, Hallowed be thy name. I learned this teaching from Rabbi Rami Shapiro, who reads Genesis 1, verse 26 to 27. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. So God created humankind in his image, In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. We are created in the image of God. God intends for us to be godly, to honor the image by living out the likeness of God. This is not a metaphor. The Hebrew name of God, the four-letter name Y-H-V-H, Yod, He, Vav, He, when written vertically, takes on the shape of a human being. Each one of us is the name of God incarnate. The Yod, Y, is your head and face. The He, H, is your shoulders and arms. The Vav, V, is your torso. And the final He, H, is your pelvis and legs. Rabbi Shapiro says there is a Jewish legend that says each one of us has an angel who walks before us calling out, Behold, the image and likeness of God. Our days on the Holy Land pilgrimages are usually very full. We often leave the hotel at 7.30 in the morning and return for dinner at 6 p.m. or later, By the time dinner is finished, we're almost ready for bed. On one of our final days this last trip, we had a very early day in Jerusalem, and we returned to our hotel around noon with the rest of the day free. A group of us decided to walk to Manger Square, about a mile walk from our hotel. I'd never walked through Bethlehem before. I wasn't quite sure what to expect. We were walking down a back street when a man, standing in front of his repair shop, welcomed us to Bethlehem. As we got closer to Manger Square, the sidewalks got busier, and school must have gotten out. Groups of children came running up to us, calling out, Hi! How are you? They must have learned this in school, and were thrilled to have some Americans to practice on. 
That was about all the English they knew. But that wasn't all. Besides calling out to us, they were so excited to see us that they came up to us to touch us and shake our hands. I couldn't help but think of the legend that Rabbi Rami Shapiro told. It was as if the children were calling to us, Remember, you are the image and likeness of God. The Jesuit Father Greg Boyle tells about the time as children when he and his brothers and sisters discovered an album that their mother had recorded before she had any children. One of the songs she sang was, O Holy Night. O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and there pining till he appeared and the soul felt its Sure, it's a song about Jesus and Christmas, Father Greg says. But how is it not the job description of each one of us as human beings? The song is about us remembering that we belong to one another and letting each soul feel its worth by letting people know you are exactly the person God wants you to be. Behold, the image and likeness of God.